Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Nisa. And it's Omar. Welcome back to another episode of Help, I'm Sad. Today we're discussing our individual results from our self-sabotage surveys, and we're going to discuss how self-sabotage can show up in our lives. We're going to also talk about our negative core beliefs, what they are, and how they influence our self-talk. Are you ready to be vulnerable, Omar? (sighs) Yes. Okay. So if you're of the melancholy variety, a nervous wreck, or anything in between, settle in and make yourself at home. So, how have you been this month? Uh, I've been hanging in there. I feel like that's an accurate description for how I've been. Um, I think I've told you before, like, I've been trying to be more positive because I can be a generally pessimistic person. And so, even though I'm going through, like, some difficult things in my life right now, I'm trying to remain positive and hope that that is what makes a difference. At least, like, so I feel less miserable. Yeah. And, like, have a better outlook on life, I guess. And then I'm in this place where I feel, like, very stuck and, like, very, like, I'm not moving forward, which, for me, I really don't like that feeling. This is a feeling I've had before. Do you feel like an overall stuck or, like, a, a like an areas of your life stuck? I feel like areas of my life, just certain areas where I feel stuck in, like, I'm not moving forward or where I should be. And the expectation of where it should be is partly coming from external like sources but then it's also from like me like I have very high standards for myself so when I'm not meeting those standards um even though I'm trying my best it's very frustrating for me um and I think I'm just like dealing with what I feel most people are going through or have gone through in their 20s which is just like it's just a bunch of chaos like it's just chaotic it's like you don't feel stable which is like obviously you're not because you're only 20 something you know but uh it's a foreign feeling for me because I feel like before my 20s and even a little bit into my 20s I was very used to having like the stability of being in school and like the structure of it and Mm -hmm. then feeling like okay well I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm 
successful because I am doing it and because I'm being successful at it. And now that like you, you know, we don't have the confines in structure of like schooling, Mm -hmm. I feel like I just feel a little lost, I guess. Not lost because I know what I want to do. I just feel like I'm lost in the sense of how to get there. Gotcha. So how have you been? Um, so last month I was gearing up for a birthday trip mm-hmm. slash graduation trip. Cause my sister graduated this year from Anderson. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Kayla. Um, <laughs> and so like turning 27 this, this past month was, um, I thought it was going to be a lot more, um, fulfilling in terms of like. Seven be like the number of completion on turned twenty seven. Um seven be like the number of completions. So I thought it was gonna be something more I don't know, <laughs> magical than it really was. But I mean okay. I was in Cancun, so that was pretty magical in of in of itself. Um so I can't complain on that end. Um so I'm just gonna come off that trip. Like I'm you can kinda hear me, I'm kind of stuffed up a little bit, kind of cold and stuff. Um so other than that, like the trip really took up all my energy. Like, I was gearing up to go to Cancun, and then when I came back, I was like, oh, I just left Cancun. <laughs> like, and it's like the week after, so I'm just, just like, dying down a little bit. So, I'm okay. I have okay. a question for you. Yes. Okay, so what do you feel like your 27th year of being alive, what do you think in one word, one or two words, okay. what do you think the year 27 will bring for you? Or what do you hope it will bring for you? Um, One word that keeps coming up for me for the past few days that I've okay. been 27 is, has been impact. Um, okay. And understanding my level and value of impact um, on, a, on a, just on a scale of me, just not wanting to be famous or anything or you know be known for anything just like what impact do I have on a day-to-day basis on my yeah. co-workers or my friends things like that nature so just being mindful of my impact um so yeah that's my that's my chapter name I guess the impact okay so what is our would you rather question for today okay so the first would you rather question is would you rather have universal respect or universal unlimited power universal respect um that's because i have no desire for power (laughs) like i'm not someone who's like power hungry or feels like i'm lacking power i mean like in a global scale yes i feel like i'm lacking power (laughs) because i feel rather insignificant but um given like how many people there are on this earth and stuff but like i feel like respect goes a long way compared to power and like especially like to me it's hard because I don't want I don't need universal respect because I don't care if everyone likes me but out of the two I would rather have universal respect because then I feel like that guarantees that the people closest to me <laughs> will respect me right, and that's exactly. what I really want exactly I like that um hmm. would I rather have universal respect or unlimited, unlimited power I would have to define what power is because, you know, mm-hmm. my, my childish mind is just thinking of, like, like real powers, like magic and, like, oh. <laughs> going up stuff. And like. I took it as, like, having power in the sense that you can change things, like. So, like, the meaning, impact thing. 
Yeah, I okay. guess so. Okay, and then the respect, universal respect from anyone, everyone, correct? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, on one end, I wouldn't mind. Respect goes a long way, so universal respect from everyone, I think, would be beneficial, <laughs> just on a GP. But having power over everyone, no matter what their respect level is, <laughs> I think guarantees a certain I don't know like with respect I feel like it's not okay so with universal respect is usually it's earned mm-hmm. and not given so I guess right. with universal respect they're gonna give it to you with mm-hmm. power <laughs> I don't know how to explain this but I think I would go universal uh unlimited power because I feel like with the power I can garner the re- the type of respect from the type of people that I really want to be around versus having respect from people I don't care for and w- having them waste energy. Yeah. But how do you know it's not fear instead of respect? Like maybe mm. it's just like because you have all this power or maybe they're just sucking up to you See? because you do have the power and they want to be close to the power. See, and that's the thing. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the mind games that I think the, the Gemini in me just don't mind playing. You know, it's it's like you only got one life to live. I see the appeal of unlimited power in the sense that you could make real change like in the world. But also, I have no desire to be that person. Like, that's a lot. That's a heavy weight to bear. But also, like, if I had the power, that means I have the money. And it means that if I had the money, I won't have, they won't, like, I will, like, really make some changes and not we won't have ghettos especially in america <laughs> we're not sending any more money overseas until we're taken care of and then we can start spreading <laughs> out into the world we took the saboteurs test survey before recording and we're going to briefly discuss our results uh the link to the survey if you're interested in taking it will be in the show notes according to positive intelligence where we took the saboteurs survey Quote, saboteurs are the voices in your head that generate negative emotions in the way you handle life's everyday challenges. They represent automated patterns in your mind for how, you, for how to think, feel, and respond. They cause all of your stress, anxiety, self-doubt, frustration, restlessness, and unhappiness. They sabotage your performance, well-being, and relationships, end quote. So that's just a little overview of what the saboteurs test is and, like, what it can help you see in yourself. Um... So we're going to talk about all of our results briefly <laughs> and um, kind of talk about how we see, like if we feel like the, the results were accurate and how we see each saboteur show up in our life. Do you feel like you are prone to high levels or, or high frequencies of self-sabotage in your daily life? Um, I don't know about high, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's, before taking this test, I didn't realize that, like, there are so many different ways to just self-sabotage. Yeah. And for me, like, I thought my self-sabotage was just, like, procrastination and, like, avoidance and overthinking and all that stuff. Yeah. But, like, this survey was kind of hurtful. Like, it was, like, these are... (laughs) Yeah. They broke it down, yeah. So, now I'm thinking, like, hmm, I guess there are, and I feel like I do tap into each one that comes up in my survey results but I feel like for me in my life I see in daily life I feel like avoidance is one Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes procrastination but that's just from like my anxiety 
but like i guess <laughs> i feel like anxiety can't be self-sabotage it's just a, just a disorder <laughs> it's not like I, <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah but procrastination yeah. is self-sabotage like yeah. you can just push through that like yeah um and there's another one i feel like i feel like being an overachiever like feeling like i always have to be like the best at something like perfectionist i guess mm. i feel like that's a way of self-sabotage and i didn't realize that like i just thought it was yeah, part of being like me, me that as a, a sabotaging yeah and people pleasing i feel like is also another one yeah. because then it it's a way of self-sabotaging my own self like my own boundaries like i'm dishonoring myself to please someone else yes um how about you uh all that uh <laughs> yeah i i i'm a big avoider and i'm yeah. a big people pleaser and so those two things that i have <laughs> have to really work on in a sense that i have to like think i think like if i'm not pleasing others i'm being completely selfish Oh, and it's okay. not, I'm being selfish and not self-caring, mm. if that makes sense. So yeah. That means I'm just like, I'm ignoring you and I'm ignoring myself. So that means like, <laughs> it's all valid. And I think I, that's I so interesting. Because I feel like a lot of people think that, oh, when I'm people pleasing is because it's to show I'm selfless. For me, I just do it because I'm, I, it's like, I don't have this idea about like saying no is selfish or whatever. Like for me, it's like, if I people please someone... I'm trying to, it's more out of fear. Mm. It's not like, oh, I don't want people to think of me a certain way. I just don't want them to be mad at me for saying no. You know what fear I'm saying? Fear them being mad at you because you said no. Yeah. Okay. It's not like, oh, I don't, I'm don't. i scared they're going to think I'm selfish. No, right. I'm just scared they're going to be mad at me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then, see? like, stop talking to me. But that's, like, where my abandonment issues come oh, in. Oh, see. Yeah. yeah. I, if I say no and you mad at me, hmm. <laughs> I say what I said. So let's talk about our top two results. This is embarrassing. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Well, you want to go first? Ladies okay, I'll first? go first. I'll <laughs> first. So my first two, the first one is hypervigilant, which I don't know. I it's feel like, like this could be. 10. So where's, where, what number is your thing? Oh, at? yeah. I got 8.8, which is the okay. my highest score, which is for hypervigilant. And then that was tied with hyperachiever. So that was 8.82, which obviously the hyperachiever thing i knew um hypervigilant i was kind of not shocked about because i know that i can be that way like i'm a very anxious pers- person yeah. and i'm very aware of my surroundings and i don't trust people easily so i could see that i just didn't think it would be like the top how about you what do you think? um <laughs> like i said this is embarrassing guys um so the first one is the border like okay I said, i'm okay it's not in particular order. Avoider came up second. So let me okay. just be honest with that. <laughs> in that What's respect. the first one? <laughs> the first one is victim. Oh, okay. I just feel like I heard the gunshot. Just I said that. <laughs> <laughs> and it both has 7.5. Okay. Um, victim is described as emotional and temporal as a way to gain attention and affection. The extreme focus on eternal feelings, particularly pain ones so yeah an avoider i think pairs nicely with a victim because you want (laughs) to not do any of it at all yeah yeah. okay i'm gonna explain mine because i didn't get to that so i said hypervigilant was 8.8 and it was tied with hyper achiever so for hypervigilant it's continuous intense anxiety about all the dangers and what could go wrong vigilance that can never rest so some of the characteristics would be always anxious with chronic doubts about self and others 
um, suspicious of what others are up to, might seek reassurance and guidance in procedures, rules, authorities, institutions. That's me. Um, feelings would be skeptical, even cynical. I think we already touched on that. <laughs> I can be kind of pessimistic and think the worst. Um, often anxious and highly vigilant. Now, I'm going to say I feel like I wasn't always like this. I feel like my anxiety's gotten worse, and part of it's because I have a true crime podcast. <laughs> and I feel like... Respectfully. Yeah. Every time I do research, I'm like, okay, well, this is another thing to watch out for. Right. Like, I just feel like that can't possibly help. Help. Um, impact on self and others. <laughs> the first bullet point says this is a hard way to live. <laughs> like, obviously. <laughs> that's why my life is horrible at the moment. Okay, the constant anxiety burns a great deal of vital energy that could otherwise be put to great use. This explains so much because I'm always like, I always feel burned out. And these laughs are not because we're making fun of our. Like, this it's is funny this because is it's like, yeah, because it's true and it's like, wow, this explains a lot. We're trying to work through it. Right. <laughs> we're trying to become better, less anxious, less depressed people. Yeah. And yeah, this is this is one of those things that kind of get you to realize, hey, this is what you're doing, this is how you're feeling, and this is not, you know, invalid, but it's not progressively going to get you to where you want to be yeah. in your life. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Um, the hypervigilant often comes from early experiences where the source of safety and security, a parental figure, was unpredictable and unreliable. If you listen to my last episode, um, I think this explains a lot for me. Um, it could also result when painful, unexpected events proved life to be threatening or unreliable. For hyperachiever, 
um, we're dependent on constant performance and achievement for self-respect and self-validation. I think that goes hand in hand with what I was talking about when I said I feel stuck and like feeling like um, I have high expectations for myself. Um, wow, this is like fully coming full circle for me. It's like, wow, maybe this is why you're depressed. Like, <laughs> because you are this way. Um, you're highly focused on external success, leading to unsustainable workaholic tendencies and loss of touch with deeper emotional and relationship needs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I am really focused on external success. I don't know why, because I feel like I'm not, I don't know why, like, I don't know why I'm that way because I feel like in general, I don't need like external validation. It's right. just like for me, like being able to say that I have a degree or being able to say I have a certain yeah, career. Yeah, to me, it's like a physical, but it's not like to show other people. It's just to show myself, right? which I feel like is different, but I don't know. It depends. I feel like if it's something to show yourself and your self-talk hasn't been the most positive, I feel like what you're showing yourself is something you're still having to prove. Yeah, that's that true. Sense. Yeah, because I have those things that just like, like you said, probably my negative self-talk is like telling me, it's not enough, which I feel it's like is totally enough. true like, because I'm that type of person. Like when I reach something, I'm okay. That's not enough. I have to keep reaching for something else. Or I, oh, we just had like 14k views on a on a post. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is this is huge. Like this is what? You're like, yeah, this. But like, yeah, but only got, 500 got, people liked months. it. We, right. we, okay, this is relatively good, but like we still got some like like. I know. I, and I knew as I was sending the message, I was like, don't be that person. But I press send anyway. And you, I, knew, <laughs> I knew your heart was when you sent it. Like, <laughs> I knew she wanted to send it, but she had to like, put yeah. what's on her heart. But like, I know the optimistic part of you <laughs> that's really deep in you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very deep. <laughs> There's a lot of digging I out. have to do. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, so your top, what are your top five? My top um, five? So, hold on. What do you call these? What do you mean? The names. like Saboteurs. Saboteurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, are top, what are your top five saboteurs? Okay, so hypervigilant, hyperachiever, stickler, pleaser, and avoider. <laughs> okay. How about you? Victim, avoider, pleaser, controller, hypervigilant. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. What was surprising on my list? list? The controlling one? Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I definitely saw Avoider for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I avoid, I yeah. avoid like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so the controller, you can talk about the Avoider some more if you want to. No. <laughs> I, you look, I'm trying to avoid it right now. Right. Um, but no, controlling is anxious-based, needing to take charge and control situations and people's actions to one's own will. High anxiety and impatient when it's not possible. See, I'm shocked that I didn't have that in my top five because it is high anxiety. Like, I thought, like, because I am hypervigilant, like, yeah. I would want to control other people um, in situations. No, which you don't really care. <laughs> no, you let, you, let, you let it go. You let it go. <laughs> like, I can control you? Oh, okay, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, relationships in my life have taught me that, like, there's people who are just going to be who they are. And you can't, exactly. like, change them or, like, do anything. You can just have your own boundaries. Yeah. Um. What do you think was shocking for me on mine? Um, mine was hyper vigilant, hyper achiever, stickler, pleaser, and avoider. The stickler. I'm me too. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what? But I guess it says it's kind of with like perfectionism. I guess. 
yeah so stickler is perfectionism and a need for order and organization which actually mm. i thought that like it sense. would be i didn't realize stickler thought, was, was with perfectionism yeah cause my my thought process behind stickler is like like you're annoying like, you <laughs> like have, you're just on top you have to of go people. by the rules oh okay like you have yeah. to stick to that and, and you're doing that every single time and yeah if somebody else comes around you're not doing that <laughs> you can correct them and make them do the same yeah like yeah yeah and so it says the characteristics are punctual methodical perfectionist can be irritable tense opinionated sarcastic highly critical of self and others strong needed for self-control and self-restraint there is a need but do i have self-control right <laughs> no I'm kind of shocked that Restless, now that I keep reading like more about it, that it's not like a little bit higher on the list because earlier I was talking about how I feel like after I complete one thing, I want to move on to something else that is in, in which I can grow, basically. And I feel like that's kind of part of the characteristics of like the Restless saboteur because it's kind of like, okay, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And also I have a hard time being fulfilled in what I am doing at the moment. Like... I've talked to my therapist about this where it's like maybe you're depressed because you're not enjoying the moment and you're thinking about the future too much. And I feel like that's something that I very much do. And it is self-sabotage. Like I could be happy if I just stayed in the moment, but my mind wants to go to the future and think of the next thing that I can do. So I think some ways we sabotage ourselves are through negative core beliefs and negative self-talk. Um, Negative core beliefs are judgmental and potentially harmful beliefs held about yourself, others, or the world. I first learned this term in therapy, as I've learned many of my self-help coping mechanisms tools. Um, And I learned more about it from the book Love Me, Don't Leave Me. The negative core beliefs I got from that book were surrounded by or were focused on abandonment core beliefs, like why I have a fear of abandonment. So if you want to read that book, I highly recommend it. But in general, we all have negative core beliefs surrounding many different issues. And it really helped me understand my thought process, my beliefs about myself. Um, And it helped me realize that a lot of what I feel about myself and think about myself isn't great. (laughs) And that's obviously influencing my happiness. So what are some negative core, common negative core beliefs? Some common negative core beliefs are people will hurt me. People will always abandon me. I don't deserve love. The world is unfair. I'm not good enough. I am worthless. What would you say are some of your um, negative core beliefs, either about yourself or about others, the world? So I start with me. My mm-hmm. lot of core, a lot of my core beliefs start with my my body image. Um, I feel like a lot of people struggle with like negative self talk with like their body image. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting better with that now, especially because I'm actively doing something to change that, which is mm-hmm. working out every day, almost every day. I haven't been since I came back, but yeah, I'm fighting the cold, and so once I get done fighting this cold, I'm gonna be fighting this fat. Okay, and <laughs> back at it. Um, but that used to be a huge blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of how I would view self-confidence because i don't think i knew what that really meant at all because i would always have to over analyze and over criticize what and what who i was you know what i'm saying yeah um and some other core negative core beliefs i think just taking other people's words as like law (laughs) and not as like an opinion 
or what do you mean like say say a relative like an uncle of mine was like hey you're getting fat okay <laughs> instead of saying it like that's their oh opinion, so you were taking it as was, like the I'm truth fat. <laughs> like, okay what's going on with me am i wanting to get fat and what am i getting fat for like so would you say of... your negative core belief then like that you would tell yourself is like what people say about me is true yeah okay yeah that's that makes yes okay <laughs> ding 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 how about you <laughs> um so this is just skimming the surface because there's a lot we Listen. don't have enough time for that <laughs> <laughs> <We really But>. <laughs> <laughs> right the major ones would be um i'm not good enough men cannot be trusted i'm hard to love and nothing ever works out for me mm. i think most of those negative core beliefs um that i said are associated with my abandonment issues and my um lack of a relationship with my father i feel like a lot of from for a lot of us, I feel like the way we feel about ourselves comes from how other people treat us or what they say to us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's not how it should be. But especially when things happen when you're younger, I feel like it's hard not to internalize it. And when you're younger, you don't have the tools to be like, oh, hey, I'm having a negative core belief. Right. <laughs> like, no, my dad told me I'm worth nothing, you know, <laughs> so I'm going to believe that. Literally. Or my mom said, no one wants you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like like kind of how you said you were taking those people's what were really their opinions um about you you took them as law um how do you think these negative core beliefs have influenced your life and um, how you view yourself um <laughs> i think it stunted how i think it stunted how progressive my self-confidence could have gone to mm-hmm. i feel like i'm build, i'm building building now on my self-confidence but like I could have, it could have been a lot better. Or I could have gotten it right in terms of fashion choices, or no. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. this weight issue. I would, you know, what I'm saying like, yeah. If I if I had if I had not had those negative core beliefs, I wouldn't have like thought negative thoughts to feed that. It wasn't until I got on my own and like isolated myself to a point where. It wasn't nobody else's opinion but my own, and so like if if I did something next day, it was solely on me and what I thought to do. And once I got to that point, it was like okay, now I can really make my own decisions and do the right thing for myself and what makes what's healthy for me and my body type and you know what I'm saying and what my yeah. image looks like outside of what people think I should look like, you know? Yeah. So yeah, how about you? I think that these negative core beliefs that I've developed over the years has definitely impacted my self-esteem and my, how I view my worth yeah, and how I view my function, I guess, like meaning not my purpose, but I guess like what I mean to people and like what I'm there for. Yeah. I feel like based on certain relationships that have formed my negative core beliefs, that I've learned that, like, I'm not valuable. Like, meaning, like, people don't just want to be with me because they think I'm cool. Like, there's an, another Underline. motive. Yeah, like, there's another motive there. Especially, I feel like, when you deal with narcissists, it feels like you're being used for something. Like, used for their own personal gain or used to make them feel better or used to be beat up on or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, And so I feel like that's a major way that i view my self-esteem is like okay 
you're not really like people don't want to be around you just because like you're nice or you're smart or you're kind or you're funny or whatever like they want to be around you because either they have to for whatever reason or like you're there's you're being used for something basically um and I think we use negative core beliefs kind of to protect ourselves from being hurt especially when we're younger and we want to avoid like disappointment and rejection so changing our negative core beliefs to balanced core beliefs is not easy but you can start by adjusting your negative core beliefs so you want to start by choosing one negative core belief that you've already identified you could choose the one that is of greatest concern to you to work on for now or one that is related to any biased expectations, negative self-evaluations, or unhelpful rules and assumptions that you've that you've previously worked on. Then you want to develop a balanced core belief. When developing a new core belief, you want to aim for something that is more positive, balanced, and realistic. Think of something that is a more accurate reflection of yourself. It's important that the it is important that the work you do on your negative core beliefs is not just about squashing the belief that you have been carrying around, but also about promoting a new balanced view of yourself. So it's not so much about saying what you are not, for example, I am not stupid, but more saying what you are, for example, I am capable in many ways. And then you want to examine the evidence for old beliefs. To start to chip away at your old negative core belief, we first need to examine the evidence you base this belief on. What evidence do you have for this negative view of yourself? What experiences do you use to justify this negative core belief? Try to uncover what you base your belief on. Ask yourself the following questions. Are there current problems I have that I base this belief on? Am I condemning myself because I need help and can't manage alone? Am I condemning myself based on past mistakes I've made? Am I condemning myself based on specific weaknesses of mine? Am I condemning myself based on my physical characteristics or my personality attributes? Do I base my view of myself on how I compare to other people? Do I use how other people treat or have treated me as a basis for how I view myself? Do I use the behavior of other people as a basis for how I view myself? And have I lost something that is important to my self-worth? Next, you want to support new beliefs about yourself. To support your new core beliefs, to take them on board, let them sink in, and make them believable, you need to do two things. Firstly, you need to gather evidence that is consistent with this new view of yourself, paying attention to evidence from the past, present, and looking out for appropriate evidence in the future. Secondly, you need to act on and experiment with this new view of yourself. This means that you need to test it out. And it's important to remember that changing your core belief about yourself is a difficult task that might take some time in practice. It will involve continually retraining your attention in everyday life so that you take note of all the future evidence that will arise to further support your new belief. It will involve behaving differently and using experiments to help accumulate more experiences and evidence for your new belief. It is an ongoing process. Thanks for listening to another episode of Help I'm Sad. We hope you enjoyed it and will tune in next month for another new episode. During the meantime, interact with us at Help I'm Sad Pod on Instagram. We post mental health tips and extra content that isn't available in the podcast. And if you feel so inclined, please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a review and rating. It would really help us out. You can also interact with us on TikTok, Help I'm Sad Podcast, and on Facebook at Help I'm Sad. 
Until next time, love, light, and peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,